time on the Terrible Warriors while following Valen into the spice mines of the mysterious planet, a bunch of wicked explosions are set off and Weedy and Milak find themselves trapped in a flooding elevator shaft facing certain and inescapable death. Now, Yuta is cut off from her team, Valen is being shifty as hell, the mines are collapsing around them, and Weedy and Milak will die. Probably. Maybe. Uh, okay, let's let them roll for it and see how they do. This is Star Wars Embers of the Jedi Volume 2 Cry of Fate Episode 4. Welcome back to Terrible Warriors. I'm your Game Master, Jedi Master, or some may even call me Douchebag, Mike the Birdman Dodd from ThisWeekInGeek.net. But I'm not alone as we continue our long-form Star Wars campaign, Embers of the Jedi, Cry of Fate. This is the final chapter in this exciting adventure where we find our crew basically up against nearly impossible odds on a pirate base and Valen, their buddy, is nowhere to be seen. However, they are joined by, or I'm joined by, rather, the man who has hopefully a legal title in some foreign country I've never heard of. I'm Tom. He is an evil genius white, and, and I do weird video games. And I'm also joined by the singing mistress of Barry. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to use that now. That's made my, uh, my nightlining name. It's uh, Tiffany Fonsolo Compton from thenerdhurst.com. And, of course, the man with a thousand names, a thousand tales... I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse. So, yes, guys, we are back here on Cry of Fate. Like I said, you can find us on Twitter at Dice Warriors. You can also find us on Facebook under Terrible Warriors, where it's typically me or Justin responding to most things. I tend to post a lot of a lot of RPG-ish memes, because why not? Yeah. And uh, that's how we roll. So hopefully you guys will be You're interacting. You're an RPG-ish meme. I, I virtually am. Wait. And you really think oh, about hold, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Tiff, you live in Barrie? Yes. Oh... Uh. Don't even, bro. Don't go there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, like I said, if you guys want to interact with the show, we are available at feedback at terriblewarriors.com. All of us get that email typically. In fact, I actually wanted to address a piece of fan mail we actually got um, a little while ago before we get into tonight's episode. So just let me uh, give me a chance to find it. It'll take me just a moment. Or a long while ago. A long while ago when you're hearing this. Because when this actually gets posted. That's true. That's true. So you should be hearing this, I think, in the middle of April? Or maybe the end of the month? I don't know. Either way, we got an email from Cypress Knight. He says, I love listening to the podcast every week, and I wanted to say it would be really great if you guys did a Dragon Age campaign or, excuse me, Shadowrun or D&D. Well, a um, little bit of a preview here. You might hear some Shadowrun later on this year from our Edmonton crew, from what I understand. And There is talk of a sh- possible Shadowrun campaign happening, so, along with a couple other things. So that should be pretty cool. And, and there might be a Dungeons & Dragons in the works. Oh, 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 Dodd, Dodd, because yes. at the time of this recording, we're actually going to be recording the first Edmonton game next week. Can I tell people what it is? Even though it, there's a chance the Edmonton game will actually already have aired by the time they listen to this episode. <laughs> yes! <laughs> we're going to be doing Nightbane from Palladium Games, and that's going to be the inaugural episode, and there's also going to be a uh, interview, an office-style kind of interview, funny interview video with the, all our new Edmonton cast. That's going to be going up on the Terrible Warriors YouTube page. <laughs> so that should be pretty exciting. Hopefully we're going to have more content up on our YouTube page as the year goes forward. Because we have kind of sort of neglected it by the side. But maybe I'll do some more gaming streams. 
stuff like that on there. So who's to say? I know we're talking about Con Bravo plans for later on this year. Um, and me and Tiffany, we're going to be talking about doing a Dragon Age game yes, at some man. point this year from Green Ronin Publishing. Fantastic people. And we are going to be doing Game of Thrones at some point. Yes, so bitch. Be looking right. forward to that. <laughs> but we are not going to the land of Westeros. We are going to a galaxy far, far away a long, long time ago. When we last left our heroes, um, Milak and Weedy had unfortunately tripped over their own boots and are now trapped inside a quickly flooding mining chamber on this, uh, basically this corporate sector-owned planet. And Luda had ran outside, unfortunately, just two steps ahead of them and is now currently locked out. We joined Wede and Milak as the room begins to slowly fill with water. You guess it'll probably take about five to ten minutes before it's up to your waist. Hmm. Water is Whoa. seeping through the emergency shutters. They are holding currently, but not for long. Okay, and the front doors that have just slammed shut, is there a control panel of any sort near us? Not that you can see. Is there one near me? Yes. Okay. <sighs> okay. <laughs> me oh. with the shitty technical skills. Okay. Spend the character point for the extra die. Yes. I think I'm going to do that. Okay. So, um, it'll be technical, right? Yep. Okay. So, it, I'm doing 3d6 then. Oh, it's going to be so bad. Okay. Crush fingers. 12. Not bad. Okay. So, you walk not over fair. to the panel and start pounding away at it. You hear what sounds like a hundred people yell at you, what the hell are you doing? Um, there's still people in there. Like, my, my co-workers are still, still in there. But, like, they knew what they were getting into when they signed up for this. Forget oh them, God. they're gone. Holy shit. Uh, oh, okay, if I looked at Valen at this point, what would he do? You don't see him. Shit! Okay, yeah, right. Um, who, has, He's, who has telekinesis? <laughs> I don't. Not me. Yeah. You? Does Valen? <laughs> yeah, I think Valen does. He could, he could open the doors. How he, thick are the... Actually, how thick are these doors? Like, we know they're big. How thick are they, Dodd? Two or three feet. Like, we these are big, heavy doors. Them with our doors. lightsabers. You could, could try. Cut. But it'd pretty much show our hand that there are Jedi here. Yeah, but I mean, it's that or die. At, uh, uh, wait, wait. Can, 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 you use the, can you use the force to try and see if there's an escape route somewhere? Uh, I don't know. I can... Dodd, can he? Not as far as I understand. I, I, do have, I do have a force power that magnifies my senses. Uh, so, so do I. I okay. and, we have, All right. and we have shift sense, so why don't we both hit it All right. and see if we can work together to find something. So, uh, yeah, okay. Um. <laughs> so, <No>. nine. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, I'm trying to remember how magnify senses works. Uh, do I just roll nine. it to see if it works, and then I add it, or do I just add it to my... You just, just roll it, and I tell you what dice. happens. Yeah. Okay. Just your sense dice. Okay. Ooh, I got a six on my... Oh, oh thank the force. <laughs> okay. 25 <laughs> he got. All right, Milak, so you kind of kind of space out for a second, kind of block out the rest of the world around you and just focus on what you can feel. You actually hear wind ever so slightly coming from above you. Because this is a mine, there are chimneys. Chimneys lead up. 
which is where air comes in and recirculates, typically okay. for a mine. You said that there were um, there were repulsor lift uh, like trucks around, right? There were on the lower levels around you. You just see like kind of mining carts, a couple of speeder bikes, stuff like that. Nothing. Speeder bikes. Yes. Speeder bikes. Okay, we could take a speeder bike. All right. Okay, who is in the room with us? Is it just the two of us? It's just the There's two of you that, that you can see. Okay, um, you said wind is coming from above me. How high is the ceiling? Ceiling's probably a couple of hundred feet up, but there is scaffolding oh, okay. that does lead up. Okay. So, we so could- uh, like, if there's no one around to witness, if I have to, I can, like, cut my way through the ceiling. But we have to climb up there first. Well, we better start climbing then. Okay. All right, then roll me your dexterities to just kind of wade through the water quickly. Okay. Oh, oh fuck's sake. Okay, oh, no. so another I still one. Got, I still got a 10. Of- no, I still got a 12. So, Milak has 15. to help you a little bit, kind of weed out. He's like, come on, come on, sort of thing. But you start wading through the water as it's getting up past your, like, kind of hips now. Yep. So you start climbing the scaffolding. You start kind of running up there. You two both roll me your dexterity. Again? Okay. Yep. Be better, be better. Ten. I got 20. Ooh, oh, I got wow. Holy shit. All right. I don't know where the fours die, but I'm okay with that. Derek, the part of the scaffolding below you buckles. Roll me your dexterity again super quick to see if you can grab on before you fall. 19. All right. So you slip and fall, but you're able to kind of reach out just in time to grab one of the lower rungs of Dude, the, this is of the railing. awesome and really cinematic, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm going um, to pull him up. Okay. So you pull him up. Water. Yep. Is starting to come in a lot faster. You also notice the water's it's starting to discolor, not just from yep, the orange it, rock. It's the black ooze. But you see the black goo mixing in with it. Yep. Yeah. We, we keep going. We keep right. fucking going. Okay, so you keep kind of bolting up there, your like boots are thudding off this like heavy kind of steel grate. Um you go up and you see the the um the top of the ceiling there, and you see the chimney. It's protected by a giant fan and a laser grid in front of it. What do you laser gonna, grid? How far up? Or, how far up is it from us now? Probably about 10, 15 feet. You could okay. probably jump it with a force power. I'll allow you to use a force point as like a force stunt. Okay, so to speak. Uh, but we have to get past the fan and the laser grid. Yes. Um, is there any kind of controls up here? Uh, you do see f- you do see a couple of control panels. They might control some of the extending um, br- bridges and scaffolding around you. Some of them seems like they do control some of the environmental stuff. Can I make a mechanical check to see if I can find something to uh, help us out here? Okay. Maybe we can disable the laser grid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, Derek, roll me your mechanical. God freaking ten! I rolled another one on the force die. Where is my luck gone this game? You're kind of looking at it thinking this system... It looks like it was haphazardly put together. So it mu- it might be an an environmental system from a starship. It might work. It might not. You don't know. Maybe it has the default Wait. password still set. <laughs> Wait a minute. I've actually hacked into our over the overall system here, though, right? Uh, I, I've hacked into like the our actual like their computer system. You've hacked into parts of it. Okay. Well, um, can I see if my access will get me in? You can try. Roll I'll try. Again. What the hell? Wow, the exact same roll as last time. 
right up to the number one on the force die. Wow, what so- the hell? <laughs> wow, something hates you. Um, I'm gonna say you could probably get one or two commands at it before it locks you out. You can okay, Dodd. Here's what add I a need. force point or something. Uh, Character point, whatever. If I spend the force, um, I want to disable the laser grid somehow. Okay. And then I want to actually get us some kind of bridge up to it. If we can get our lightsabers into the fan, we can stop that fan. Okay. So what you do is you look, you don't see a direct way oh, wait. to cut the laser grid, but roll me your perception. With my luck so far. Twelve. You look along the wall, you're figuring, all right, well, this thing's got to be powered somehow. You just see a big metal cable kind of leading towards it. Oh, so, right. Okay. See, Is it close enough for me to touch? Oh, yeah. I cut it with my lightsaber. All right, you cut it with the lightsaber. The green laser grid kind of spits and sputters and eventually goes out. However, though, it does occasionally reactivate every four rounds for oh, about a round. Oh. It, okay, if we spend that... Here's what I'd like to do. Because you've got the force stunt, and yes. this is a really Jedi move. Yes. If we spend that force point to get the stunt, we jump through the fan as it oscillates. Okay. <laughs> You're doing some Time Lord shit right now. Say, no, yeah. no, no. This, this is this is classic Jedi crap right here. Classic Time Lord crap. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> All right. Or I could just destroy the fan with the lightsaber. Or we could just do that. I mean, <laughs> fine. I, I, I could look cool, or I could just do the simple. We're just going to, yeah, we're just going to pull it. Let's do both. Do a force leap through it and uh, with the lightsaber out and destroy okay, the Okay, yeah, sure, you know what? Sure. Just go for yeah, the actually, um, that sounds really cool. Yes. Okay, so what are you going to do? We, we, we spent the force point to do that leap you were talking about. We're just going to, we're going to blow the fan. We're, we're, we will slice it if necessary. Okay, so both of you spend a force point. Okay. Do so you want me to make a lightsaber roll against it? Nope, I'm just going to have you guys spend it on your sheet. That's fine. I have one force death. point left. All right, so you guys managed to channel the force through you. You use it to launch yourself up through the air. You fly up through this tunnel. You're almost propelled by the wind current underneath you, and you land on top of this giant mountainous hill. Um, eventually, you hear the sounds of explosions below you, and you can hear the sound of water being pumped out of that room. Okay, so are we, like... Outside yeah, yeah, or just outside the room? You're outside now. You're okay. probably a couple hundred feet above where you used to be. You can see. You can actually see the entire surrounding area around you now. Okay. Is there some way we can send like a force message to Yuna to let her know we're okay? Not really. You'd have to find her. Mm. Which, speaking of which. Yeah, Back to Yuda. Yuda's up to. <laughs> so Yuda, you start pounding on the door, saying, "Oh, my friends are in there. My friends are in there." One of the Transdoshians draws his gun on you, tells you to oh, get away okay. from the panel now. Okay, Yuda knows she's outnumbered and sticks up her hands and walks away. I do not want any trouble. I, I knew them, and I I w- thought that I might be able to save them. I apologize. So as you say that, you notice this Transdotian's walking towards you. He's like, show me your identification. I don't okay. recognize you. Uh, okay. Yoda pulls out the um, the cone thing that uh, Huide had given her before. Yeah, the code yeah. cylinder. He's going to yeah, check the it. Cylinder. He's okay. highly suspicious of you, so he does get a bonus to his roll. Okay. Oh, you're you not going to beat what? You've got to beat my 31 on that hack. 
Um, she may be in trouble. Um, oh shit! But he did get a one on the force die, so we got the one competent guard here. <laughs> so thankfully, he looks at it and goes, "All right." So he says, "You did nods," and he's like, <laughs> "Tries to walk away." He's like, "Go over there. I'll have your superior talk to you later." Fair enough. All right. So you do as such. You see, everyone's like kind of milling around the doors, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Um, you hear several more explosions. Okay. They're coming deep within the mine. You can feel the ground literally shake under your feet. You don't roll me your dexterity. Okay. Twelve. Okay, so you kind of get a sense to the force. Move left now. So okay. you basically what you do is you kind of throw yourself behind a pillar. The okay. pressure of the water forces those doors open, mm-hmm. and you just see this torrent of water and this black goo cover. Oh, sh- Everything knocking people over, knocking yeah. equipment over. There's sparks flying everywhere. There's several small fires because there's some ignitable fluids around, right. and it's basically total and utter chaos happening okay. right now. Um, what are you gonna do? You, as you dive left, you dived upon a um, a um, kind of like a scaffolding platform, so you're just above all this. Okay. But uh, it's not enough to knock you off your feet. Basically, the force of the water hitting it doesn't knock the scaffolding enough to knock you off. Right, and I'm like, I'm just out of the way of it, so yeah. I can... Okay. So um, guards are scattering, slaves are scattering, people right. are... There's basically a small panic kind of going on now. Okay. Is there... Are there any um, paths right now, like, to my immediate left or right... Or, sorry, I guess if I'm left of the... I'm left of the door now, right? Yes. Okay. Are there any paths to my immediate left that um, would take me away from it? Yeah, you could. Pr- you, you're actually on a scaffolding that does lead above above the Corellian Corvette. If you want to kind of follow it over. Okay. Yeah, uh, she does as such. All right. So you kind of run across the scaffolding. Now you're on top of the Corellian Corvette. There is an yeah. access hatch where people are would be loading additional supplies to the top of the ship. Okay. Um, as um, you notice all this uh, kind of chaos, mm-hmm. you uh, start to hear several more explosions, but this is from stuff farther away. Um, okay. You kind of roll me your perception. Okay. I don't know why I can't type today. 21. Ooh, Ooh. and I got a 6 on the 4th dice. Looking across the, the lake... You see, like, a giant kind of hilltop. Okay. You see that entire hilltop slide from a giant explosion. Oh, shit. Okay. You see the rocks tumble and hit the lake. There will be a tsunami wave there in a couple of minutes. Shit. Okay. My first... Yuda's first thought is, oh, my God, the space bears! (laughs) (laughs) Space bears are never safe now. I know. It's so sad. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Shit, do I have force sense? I feel like I, I... I think I have force sense. Hold on. Sense force, yes. I do. Can I use that to see if I can sense Guide and Milak somewhere close? Yeah, use it. All right. Roll it. Uh, What is that? What am I rolling again for that? Sense. Uh, right, sense. Sense powers. 
Oh, 11. Okay, so you do feel them. You know they're alive. Okay. But that's about all you can really tell. You sense an immense amount of panic from everybody else. Right. Alarms are going off. People are screaming and yelling. What are you guys going to do? Oh, shit. You've got probably about five minutes before the tsunami wave makes it across this gigantic lake. Okay, so we're up on this mountain, though, right? Oh, yeah. You're high above it. In theory, it it shouldn't get you. Well, yeah, but it's going to get the ship. Oh, yeah, which means it'll be underwater and may not potentially be usable. Okay, so... We kind of need that ship. We need... I think Yuda would, since she's so close to it, would like pretty much automatically want to jump in there and just hope that they would, that Huida and Mal, uh, Milak would be close enough to like follow suit because they they all are they're all pretty much on the same page now in that that they need to get this ship. Yeah, can we off. see Yuda from where we are? Uh, roll me perception. Sure. Okay. Same. Oh, wait, with, uh, plus spot. Yeah, so I, I rolled really shitty, but I forgot there's, my 1D for spot. Okay. But there's a 1D for so- spot? Uh, well, I do, because I have the skill. I forgot to add my skill into my perception there. And that's in perception, yeah. Yeah. I thought uh, it was just perception. There's no, like, spot or less. Or eight. Search. It might be under. It might be called search or something. I don't know. Okay, okay I got probably 15. a search. It says spot on my sheet, but I've been dumb oh. before. Um, <laughs> Elak right. got a 15. I got... A rock. I got an eight. Okay, so between you and Milak, Milak, you kind of, you can, Yuna has a very unique presence in the force, so you can kind of feel her. You know she's alive. And you've okay. got a feeling she's near the ship, but you're not sure where. Okay. Um, okay. Let's, Is it possible for us to get the ship off the ground uh, and look around for her if she's not on it? Yeah, you could try or find her corpse. All right. Well, <laughs> we, we, let 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 us uh, get to the ship. Let's get to the ship and go looking for some sexy, sexy corpses. <laughs> we, Mike, ah. we're getting to the ship. We, we are fucking booking it to the ship. Okay, so yeah. you guys. Okay, roll me your dexterities. Feet, okay. don't fail me now, like you have every other time. To- God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Jesus, Derek, thirteen. What it's still hell? a 13. Another, another force one. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. I only rolled a 10, but the first one was a what'd 6. You, what'd you get a, oh, so I got a 15. Barely more than me. Okay, so you both start running towards the ship. You'll probably make it with maybe about a minute or two to spare. Maybe. So you guys okay. start booking it down the hill. You're kind of bolting past, like, guard outposts. And like I said, people are running and screaming. I hear people taking speeder bikes out onto the lake to try and get ahead of this thing. Some of them are running into the forest. It's total and utter chaos. Awesome. Um, so, Yuda, you get into the ship. Yep. You are on the bridge. Yep. You see Valen and the hut and his two Trandoshian bodyguards. Outside or inside? You're you're on the bridge with them. Okay, right. The hut's like, get us out of here. Valen's like, yeah, about that. He takes his lightsaber and cuts (gasps) off the head of one of the Transdotian bodyguards. Holy shit balls! Uh, He's like, Yuda, you mind? You mind? Do you? Do I mind what? Help! (laughs) Okay, Uh, I'm gonna activate lightsaber combat. Hold on a second. What is that again? (laughs) 
Where is that again? Do I have that? I keep forgetting if I have that. Or I don't not. think you do. No. Oh no, I do. It is. It's control and sense. Yeah. Hold on. Two seconds. Oh, jeez, terrible. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you need to roll your control and your sense separately. Uh, get closer oh. to your mic, Derek, please. Sorry, you need to roll your control and your sense separately. Um, your sense, I believe you need a 5 on your control. I think you need a 10 on. Yeah, oh yeah. I remember discussing yeah. this last time because I didn't. I don't even have yeah. enough dice to, to make that. So, never mind. Okay. <laughs> but you can still but use I your do, lightsaber if you want. Yes, exactly. Okay, so roll me just your lightsaber dexterity skill. Okay. Seventeen. Okay, he's gonna try and dodge that. Right. Um, he ba- he sees you go for for it, and he kind of knocks your arm as you kind of swing at him. Okay. So he's able to deflect your your lightsaber off to the side, right. and he has. Because he's because he has power arm, he has kind of like a holdout blaster built into his arm. Oof. So it's not very powerful, but he is going to take a shot at you. Okay. So you can roll your dodge. All right, I shall do that. You're a badass motherfucker. So yes, you need to beat a fourteen. Actually, no, he got a six on the force die. He got another six on the force die. Oh damn! Oh, no. Don't do this to me. You have to beat a twenty-two. May I have to spend one of those force you. points? Oh you my know? god, six on the force side. Okay, everybody. Your force side lets you double the results. So. Cross your so you goddamn fingers. Cross your goddamn fingers. Okay, you got a 19 with a 6 on the force side. Oh my god, another oh, 6! Oh, 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 25. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I'm like dying right now. This is freaking ridiculous. And a 3. Alright, so. What, 28. Wow. So what did he get, Dodd? He got a 22. Oh, so what happens yeah, you is, is oh, let's just take a minute and, and appreciate how fucking badass I am right now. All right, Dude, so you're awesome. It was 28. <laughs> yep, that was good. So yeah. what happens is, as he tries to fire his blaster at you, you push back with your lightsaber, knocking the shot wide. The shot manages to ricochet off um, a piece of hull and does manage to hit him. In the back. So he's taking three dice worth of damage, which his power armor should very easily take. Um, yeah, it, he just shrugs it off, but it's enough to get him to say, Jedi! And, uh, yeah, I don't think the Transocians like Jedi very much, oh, if shit. I remember correctly. Just let us know when Tom and I are there. Um, <laughs> Alright, so the, the hut is like, oh god, please don't hurt me! <laughs> the other, and the Transdotian is going to take another shot at Tiffany. He's, oh, wow. he, uh, he dot, take, as we're running, I'm activating lightsaber combat. Okay, roll it. Yep. Huh, the control roll definitely goes off. Yes. Are we hearing the blaster shots? No, oh, God, no. You hear the wave 13. a lot more so yep. than that. Dodd, no problem. It's ready to go. Okay, so your lightsaber combat is ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Um... So you guys manage... I'm going to switch back to them for a minute. Okay, so Wide and Milak, you start running towards the ship. The ship's ramp is starting to go up because they notice water's coming and we need to get the hell out of here. You can hear the engine start to fire up. Roll me your dexterities. You either need to roll really high or force stunt this. Um, 
Can I do something involving my lightsaber to incorporate into this? You can try. What? Do some kind of like crazy lightsaber jump like that? <laughs> All right. If I do a crazy lightsaber jump, Dodd, my pull is insane. Okay. Oh what? my god! I told you if I if it involves lightsabers. What do you want to do exactly? Bro? Describe it to me. Um, we day throwing caution to the wind because at this point, fuck it. I'm pretty sure as we run up, though, we can see from their cockpit lightsabers being used. Yeah, you can definitely see the flash of Yuda's um, blue blade. Huide um, activates his lightsaber and makes one of those running samurai jumps where he's trailing the sword behind him. Okay. Um, and then he's actually going to ramp off one of those um, box droids that walk around all the spaceports. Yep. One of the gonk droids, yep. Yeah, one of the gonk droids. And he basically jumps off of that onto the ramp, and he literally will keep going. If there are any guards at the ramp, I'm going to engage them. Okay, well, because you rolled so ridiculously high... <laughs> what did you roll? I ro- he let me make a lightsaber combat move. So no. what happens is you run up with with Dragon the Sword behind you. You do several really neat spins. <laughs> yep. You cut the you cut the unarmored guards literally in half. They have no chance to defend because they didn't see it coming. Badass. <laughs> like, wait a minute, there's a Jedi. Oh crap, I'm dead already. And you manage to get inside the ship. You feel the ship begin to lift off. Everybody, okay. roll me your dexterities. Okay. Uh, oh, I got a six on my force die. I'm looking uh, for high numbers here. I got twenty one. Okay. Seventeen. Dexterity rolls finally paid off for old Hui Day. Fifteen. Okay, then. Wow, wow. So everybody beat it. The target difficulty was fifteen. So oh wow, that was tight. The yeah. tsunami wave hits the ship as it's lifting off. Does knock it around a little bit. Most people are knocked to their feet. Cargo containers are falling over. Just. You hear a couple of small explosions. The stuff wasn't quite secured properly. Blasters are going off because people, once again, didn't see it coming. And the ship finally begins to lurch up and starts heading up into the atmosphere. Okay, uh, I'm going to activate lightsaber combat now, now that uh, stuff is going on. Um, uh, which one do I have to activate first? Sense. Or. Yeah, control or sense. Yeah. Uh. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to roll control first. Uh, is 11 enough? Yep, you yep. need a 10. Okay. I thought it was 12 for some reason. Uh, they, so. They've run in five increments in this system. Oh, nice. So you're good. All right. You're, so, you're solid. Yeah, your lightsaber okay. combat is, is now activated. Okay. So um, you see, as the ship starts to take <clears> up, <throat> guards and slaves are just kind of looking at each other. Full-blown prison riot happening. Oh, shit. We're, we're going to make our way to the cockpit. Okay, you start making your way to the cockpit, kind of pushing people aside. Basically, you see a bunch of blasters. We are two off. very determined-looking men with lightsabers out. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no one's going to fuck with you. No one is... Actually, one of the things you notice is none of the slaves are paying attention to you. Damn. Okay. They're all brainwashed as fuck. So you start heading towards the bridge... You see Yuda, Valen, and the hut. You also see that Transdoshian bodyguard. He's kind of backed up in the corner. 
but his gun is still there, and now he has his like helmet down. So he's ready for a fight. Mm. What are you guys going to do? You're all there together. Valen's like, well, someone better steer the ship so we don't all die. Yeah, I'm going to make for the uh, for the controls. If uh, the fact that we have three Jedi on one Transocean right now, he's going to try and shoot you. I will try and uh, deflect I'm to, the. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to um, protect Derek and uh, use lightsaber okay. combat to deflect right. uh, any shots heading all his right. way. Roll a seventeen. To deflect it. Okay. Uh, Lightsaber combat, you add your sense rating to any um, rolls to attack or dodge or parry, and you're controlled to damage. 45. 45. Okay. <laughs> what do you want to do with Holy. that blaster bolt, Tom? <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you want to do with it? <laughs> I want it to go back up someone's ass or? face. Okay, you do as such. Let's see what happens when he takes a repeating blaster to the face. <laughs> Nothing. Holy shit. Or um, so there's 20. 31. No, the only one who's blind. 30. 37. He rolled a 6 on the force die again. Uh, yeah, he's dead. Nice. His head literally explodes. Dude. Because <laughs> he fires a light repeating blast. While he fires a volley, you're able to deflect them all back pretty much into his face. Jesus. And uh, he's vaporized pretty much. He's a smoking pile of ash. Okay, can I take this time now that uh, both of them, the hut is completely defenseless now, right? Yeah, he's like, oh okay. god. Can I? Can I? Uh, sorry, can Ayuda can walk up to the hut and and speak to him because she she knows Huddies because of the languages or whatever. Yeah, and I'm taking control of the ship at this point. Okay. Okay, so I want I want Ayuda. Ayuda walks up to the hut and asks, um. Shit, what should she ask? <laughs> I had this planned out. Um, uh, where... Oh, fuck. Where were you taking this shipment? I guess we already know that, though, don't we? We already know that. Shit. Okay. He's like, tell him, that, to, tell him to tell his guards to stand down. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Hold on. I'll roll that real quick. Uh, it's knowledge plus... Two. Okay, so 66... Well, that's assuming he doesn't speak basic. He's a hut. He totally... Well, yeah, but whatever. It's better to get down on his level, or up on his level, depending. I rolled a 20. Okay, so you're going to tell him to tell his guards to stand down? Yes. He's like, lady, my guards are already dead. I assure you that. He's like, and I highly suggest you lock that door. Yeah, Uh, I lock the door. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) He's like, uh, because now we're the prisoners. What do you mean we're the prisoners? Well, <clears throat> he says, where do I even begin to start with this? Well, he says, you know, obviously we're mining spice here. That's not all we necessarily picked up. The black ooze. What does it do? What it does, I don't know, but I know that it's alive. And sentient. It's in the crew, isn't it? Yeah. That's why they're shipping them off-world. This, we didn't find out till literally they jumped us moments before we landed. I had, to, I, had to, I had to play along, or they would kill me. This was just a recent happening? 
we've been shipping them off world for months, maybe even a year or two. Corporate said, if anything happens, just keep shipping them back to us. We didn't expect the goo to fight back. Your friend Valen here decided to plant a bomb at one of our bomb sites. Maybe buy us a little bit of time to get us out of here. And unfortunately, well, you can see that plan kind of backfired. Now, thankfully, we hopefully the mines have been shuttered and we can't get back at it. But that crew, whatever it is, it's in them. Now, it's reversible. The process is completely reversible. How? I'm not a scientist. I'm, I just sell the spice. I yeah, tell the people scum. where to go. You're a scumbag. Now tell us exactly who you're working for. Whoever you're shipping this, this, these science experiments to. I was told to take it to a corporate sector authority. The place is called Star's End. That's all I can really tell you about it. Star's End, that's the place we saw on the map, isn't it? That's where I'm supposed to drop this stuff off. Ask no questions. I guess we're heading to Star's End. Mm-hmm. And he goes, now, presumably, they're eventually going to get through that door. Now, we're in a ship. We dr- we're, we're steering this thing for right now. I propose an idea. How's about we get in that escape pod and forget this ever happened? I don't think that's going to work for us. Uh, Yuda looks at Huida and says, is there any way that we can seal off the bridge and open the airlock. You want to space the crew? What else are we supposed to do at this point? I don't know, man, but if there's a way that we can reverse this, we gotta try. You heard the hut. He said that they might not He's even... a hut! Val- Milak, do you have any opinion here? Um... Can we fight them? <laughs> That's even worse. I mean, at least if we space them, I'm not saying we should, but if we do, then at least they'll be humanely dealt yeah, with. Do we There's know that all of the crew man. is compromised? Like, have they gotten all of them? There might still be some uh, crew members point. left on the ship. Do we know? With it? He's the, the hut looks at you and goes, I don't know. Truthfully, I know most of my crew is compromised. It wasn't until they jumped me that you can notice it. But you can figure out who it is, but you got to look for something very, very specific. What do we have to look for? Look in their eyes. Every so often they'll blink, you'll see something float over their eyes for just a second. But you will notice it. I guess that's a better option than killing them. We've already seen far too many people die in the past. God knows how long we've been out. Is there a way we can detain them? He goes, if you can get them in the slave pens, we could t- basically put them into pseudo-hibernation. Uh, slow the is oxygen. there anyone in the slaves pen or in the slave <clears throat> pens right now? He goes, I don't know. Can I check a terminal without you putting a lightsaber in my back? Watch him. If he tries to take control of the ship, you know what to do, but... Valen... Walks um, up behind you're the, the hut. one who's going to know what he's doing on that computer. So, Villain walks up behind the hut, kind of puts his lightsaber to the base of his neck, and he's like, just give me a reason. Villain <laughs> is going dark side. Villain! <laughs> I love it. And he Tone like, it down a little bit. He, he kind of looks back at you guys, gives you a smirk, and kind of mouths, I'm just fucking with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. good old Valen. He actually points at his belt 
That's his lightsaber. What he's holding up to him is more or less a food container. <laughs> he has nice. no clue. So the hut starts typing out commands on the computer. There are a couple of slave masters back there but their life signs are erratic. Basically, it's like they're ducking in and out of places to hide. Wow, okay. Currently on board, there's probably about 200 slaves, give or take. About 30 of the crew are in armor. You're only picking up about five of them. But they are definitely alive, but like I said, the life signs are going in and out like they're ducking ducking in and out of vents or they're hiding behind um, radiation signatures and stuff of that sort. They're hiding in areas where the um, the, sensors where the are shift weak. sensors, yeah, aren't going to detect them. <clears throat> okay. To be fair, it's what I'd do if my ship had been boarded. What? What do you mean? Duck in and out of uh, oh, yeah, in and out of vents outside of sensor range. It's true. Okay. Well, the fact that they're doing that means there is something incredibly wrong down there. Is there any way that we could? As opposed to spacing them, maybe um, decrease the amount of oxygen that's in there so that they all pass oh, out. Oh, shit. Yeah, actually, Mike, is there um, like a pacification protocol on the ship? Yes, mm. there are. Sweet. Okay. okay. Um, what are okay. they? Um, you would drop them? essentially down every corridor, every 10 or 15 feet, you drop... Basically, flashbangs. Oh, like what? Ha- exactly what happened to us? Yeah, basically the crew oh, would get shit. stunned, okay. and then basically a pulse would go out through the hallways of really low wave energy that stuns most humanoid life forms. Okay. Okay. Well, worth you're, a shot. All right. So you're going to activate that particular kind of protocol. Can I isolate the bridge from it? Yes. I seal and isolate the bridge. All right. You seal and isolate the bridge. You hit the protocol. You look over the, you look over the um, monitors. Yep. You see a bunch of people in the slave pen. They're all just kind of standing there. Oh, um, I know. The slave, the the flashbangs drop from the ceiling. You see this blue stun pulse hit everybody. Three quarters of them drop to their knees immediately. Most of them pass out. A few of them appear completely unaffected. One of them who seems to be wearing a guard's power armor, walks up to a terminal. The bridge phone is ringing. Answer the phone. All right, you do as such. A voice comes on. It's definitely a humanoid voice, but there's so, there's almost like a weird undertone to it. Like, it's almost like you're hearing the voice doubled. He's been possessed, yeah. He's got ghoul old voice. He's like, let us go. Oh my god, we are a legion. Uh, what, what are you, man? We are the life of that planet. These beings came here, took us from our homes, and we don't know what's happened to are, are, the rest are you, of us. Are you individual beings, or are you like one thing? We can share individual consciousness, but we are mostly one. I'm speaking for the ones that are on the ship right now. If we drop you back on the planet, will you leave the bodies that you're in right now? Yes, we only want to go home. Have you um, have you heard any of the slaves? Not permanently, we think, but we're not sure. Them 
being with us changes them. Not everyone will be able to break the bonding process. Okay. Uh, does anyone have like a perception thing to tell if um, this thing is lying? They tell or if, if the seems... weird non-humanoid alien possessing another person is lying? Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's never a specialty that ever came <laughs> I was going to say, I'm streetwise. But. <laughs> yeah, that, that is um, not something I think they ever taught at the Jedi Academy. Okay, okay so um, are we still... Uh, I'm assuming... I mean, we've taken off, so we're not... Uh, we're in the air right now. Is there a place we could safely set I, Yeah, I down? haven't made a hyperspace jump yet. Yeah, you so. guys are just sitting in orbit. We're right in... Now. Okay, we're so, okay, so we're in orbit around the planet then. Yeah. Okay. okay. Is um, there a place we could... <laughs> safely set down oh yeah like the entire planet's open to you but you don't know any of the landmarks or anything else right um where can we drop you he seems to pause and think about that for a minute almost as if he didn't expect the conversation to go this far he goes back to where we came from no Back in the uh, ground. Give me a second. Is their home? They yeah. don't. They don't care where they go as okay, long as. Okay. Well, Dodd, yeah. is there a way that I can um, like open a cargo door to let these guys off? Oh yeah, you can definitely do that. As you do, as you guys are sitting there, kind of playing around with stuff, you start hearing pounding at the the door. That is not good. What's uh, what's the camera say is outside? Camera, you see two guys in power armor and like that, like kind of bounty hunter ish, tough looking armor, punching at the door. The door you, will eventually buckle. You trying to distract me, man? Will your buddies try and break in here? He goes. It would have been just so much easier if you just gave up like everybody else did. We just said we would drop them off back in their planet. It's not fast enough, apparently. I suggest we land as quickly yeah. as possible. Yeah, man. All right, we're so, going down. All right, so you're just gonna just drop this bird out of the sky, or how do you intend to land? Um, I'm not gonna do a full landing, Dodd. I'm basically gonna uh, open the cargo, um, open the cargo base. Okay. Um, not. I'm going to open it far enough that if there are things on the ground, they can't jump in, but that it's not going to kill people if they jump out. Okay. So you're going to go back to where everything was? A no, little bit away, away, no, little from, away the from there. Okay. <laughs> so you pick a suitable landing area, but probably about 50 miles away from where the tsunami had hit the, the lake. Yeah. And um, they aren't jumping. Oh, God. You don't want to get off, do you, man? Why should we be trapped here? You said this was your you home. St- yeah, but not all of us want to stay. Well, where we've already we've seen what your bodies give us. There are uh, bodies. All right, I'm in, it's going to be like that. Let's Dodd? tilt the ship and uh, let's I tilt already the ship. <laughs> Dodd, we're return. Oh, God, I'm going to get a dark side point for this, no matter what. <laughs> There is no way that I can deal with this situation without getting a dark side point. Um, or you could I was leave the say, cargo. Let's, let's share one. Let's share a dark side point. <laughs> Dodd, I leave all the doors open. I go and back ascend. into orbit. Ascend. Oh wow! Wow! Space. Didn't see that coming. Like I said, I dark mean, side point. 
I love it. All right, you <laughs> re- full of space zombies. You receive two dark side points, and here's what? why. Here's why. Ooh. You were able to reverse the process Ooh. because it doesn't change them right away. They're symbiotes. It takes a while for them to acclimat to acclimatize to the body. Yeah. That's fine, man. All right, so you do as such. The guards that are outside your door, they literally get sucked out. The ship is barren, except for you, Varen, and the hut. And this really surprised-looking hut who's just staring at us like, oh. Yeah, he's like, oh, my God. Who are you people? (laughs) We're the A-team, so I had to. Okay. So I guess we we make, uh, shall we just make the jump into light speed and end the game there? He's, As we fly off into the unknown? The hut's like, uh... I don't suppose you're gonna let me go, are you? Yeah, man, we're gonna let you go. Alright. We have no quarrel with you. We don't hit. Ha- you are a slaver, and you're a scum... slug thing, uh, but... Uh, uh, Hude seems kind of shell-shocked by what he just did. <laughs> yeah. And Yuda's not really um, referencing it at the, at the moment. She's just kind of processing everything. Can Yuda and I share those two dark side points, Dodd? Nope. You know what? You made the call was, by yourself. Yeah. I was going to say, she did suggest spacing them. Yeah, but. but he pulled the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to fly off into the unknown. We'll, we'll presumably drop the hut off at some world and maybe ransom him off for, ransom him off for money. And then everyone else will get one more dark side point. <laughs> All right, so you drop the hut off at the nearest occupied world that's on your kind of star charts. Yep. You have enough control of the ship, you could probably pilot it on a super, super skeleton crew with a lot of automation. Yep. Where do you guys want to go? You're now collected, you're now connected uh, honestly, to the Galactic I, News I, Net. I, I think for the, um, in the interests of how we run, of how we continue this game from here... Going off, it kind of flying off into the unknown, and then roll credits. Yep. And can then we have, can, like we, can, can we can we go back to, like, to the planet and rescue anyone who's left? Because I'm pretty who sure do we know who's who isn't who isn't possessed there. We don't know who's who may or may not be possessed. Like there could easily nope. be a lot. Of- Bingo. I don't know, honestly. I honestly, I just kind of want to have like, can we have a second to de- to decompress before we decide where we're going next? Well, yeah, no, I feel that, like that, well, everyone no, and that, on, that. on an out of character level, I think that's just a good place to end the game, though, because yeah. we're doing this as a continuing sort of yeah. thing. Is that cinematic? We don't know where we're going, yeah. but we're going to blast off anyway. Yeah, and then the next game we can pick up um, at a different point in time. Yep. So. You guys fire off in the hyperspace into the new era of the Empire. So, with that, that brings to a conclusion uh, Embers of the Jedi Cry of Fate. So, hopefully, we'll continue up. I think Derek's going to game master yeah. the next well, no, of games. It's actually really good that Huide is now now get, gets to go off and be a really kind of angry loner. <laughs> um, Huide is going to go off and become a smuggler. And this he will not be around for the next game however dodd will be introducing a new character and isn't that going to be fun and terrifying that's going to be amazing i have yet to play a game with michael dodd where he has played a character and not gm so that's gonna be fun yeah i'm I'm excited i'm looking forward to it so with that guys that's going to bring us to a conclusion to the story we'll take a couple minutes here and talk about the actual campaign as sort of our 15 minute kind of debrief 
uh, to Star Wars Cry of Fate. So I guess uh, let's get feedback on the adventure, guys. What'd you think? That was fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, it was, uh, especially the space bears. That's all I'm <laughs> yep, space bears. And yeah, how many cinnamon bears? I, I gotta say, I loved how the last game left off where the door closed, we were trapped inside, and we just ended. That was such I a, know. an awesome Honestly, cliffhanger. I wasn't sure if we were going to record another one today, so I was like, oh, wait, what? We can't leave it here. <laughs> I have to know. I need to know what happened. <laughs> I need closure, damn it. I gotta say, it's fun game mastering Star Wars, because I always picture this huge universe we've seen what happened in the movies and in yeah. the clone wars but the, you never get a chance to see the criminal side of it unless you follow the clone wars tv show or you read mm. the books or so, rebels or rebels yeah like there's so much stuff to explore rebels in, is amazing in that universe and you can tell where i've taken some inspiration for some parts of this actually the whole tsunami thing i just kind of made that up on the spot and I specifically, there was an incident that happened in the 1950s in Alaska where this actually happened. Uh, part of a mountain slid off into a lake and buried a village. I just thought that was kind of a cool visual. That's crazy. Um, and the people possessed, I just got finished watching the X-Files, so I thought the black hole, I've always thought that was a really cool bad guy. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to tell you guys, like, these people are, pos- you can save them. They're just possessed. You just have to figure out how. And I've also left you that plot thread that they're out there. What do they want? You don't know. Well, they might be out there now. A whole lot of them just got space. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've also known they've been shipping things off this world for a year. Yeah. So there's uh, definitely a lingering plot thread there if you wish it. I'm thinking, I'm the one thing that's in the back of my mind the entire time is... We're going to encounter those younglings at some point, aren't we? Like, I really hope we do. Because that'll be like, that'll just be... We have to. We had a vision oh, we... of them and Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, and I, the Darth I... Vader kicked our asses. I yeah. will admit, m- making those two younglings from the vision, that, the, the Triss, the Wookiee, I want to get an artist to commission that. Oh my gosh, The yes. idea of the two lightsaber gauntlets... Is that not the most amazing visual you've ever seen? Yeah, like, think about yeah. it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, there's so many things in this game. I think I got right. I think in some sections I got a little bit wrong because now I'm figuring out as a game master I want to change and evolve. Excuse me. And I'm now seeing I do things in four to five hour chunks. This is the first time I've had a long running game since Shadowrun when I was in high school. Mm. So... A lot of this is new territory for me again. It's absolutely new territory for me because of how much of a noob I am when it comes to tabletop RPGs. Now you have how many hours have you had with these? You've got like Holy shit. 15 um, at least now. Like, yeah, yeah, something like that. Because you did Mass Effect, that was four hours. We did the Mass Effect one. We did the first, uh, the first episode of Star Wars, the second episode of Star Wars, and then we'll be doing the third one. So yeah, that was five. There were six hours there because the last episode ran two hours long. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> and this was four hours. Yeah. So, um, any other things that you guys should maybe like? Where do you think? NPCs are? Do they seem believable? What was it like not having Justin here as a true PC? Did I, I miss Justin? <laughs> but you know what? You did an effective job, though, of finding oh, a reason to keep Melak um, out of the game. 
What? Varen. Uh, uh, Valen. <laughs> I, I always get Mulak and Valen confused. Um, Tom's like, did... what the hell, man? <laughs> uh, Why you guys keep they, doing this to you me? You did a good job of keeping Valen out of the game in a believable way um, while still ha- allowing him to, uh, you know, actually contribute to it. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really tough to do. Definitely. Especially if you don't have their character sheet in front of them. Like, damn. Why don't you have his character sheet? I don't she think he ever sent it to me, truthfully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, dude, come on. I just kind of trust you guys with these. Yeah. That's uh, fair. It's Justin we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Love you, Justin. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's, I've never had that problem where I've had to play a PC's character before because a player's character yeah because you don't want to kill them that's a dick move to do and you don't uh, want to have them act so out of character where they have to explain their actions when they eventually come back but you also don't want to just like fuck them over and just have them like be knocked out exactly. or not measurably contribute to the group so i think you uh, struck a very good balance that way yeah and i hope justin is uh is happy with it um because I think that you did the right thing with it, and I think it came out really cool. And I think that Milak got to be Milak, because Milak's thing has always been kind of that, um, almost that trickster aspect to him. Are you doing it again? Yes, Valen. (laughs) Yeah, because I've always kind of seen him as the smooth talker, where he can probably talk his way out of almost anything. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's rich. That's <laughs> He's rich. That, a married, that's what he does. A married man's he, bed. He, he, he is very, very attached to his old life before he became a Jedi, um, where, you know, his, uh, his father has all those patents. And, mm. and that's kind of why I wanted to play him up with the Huts because he can speak that borderline between being high society and scumbag, because those two worlds meet more often than not. Yeah. So I'm kind of figuring, all right, if Justin can play sort of a con man. Actually, you know who I see, Justin? I see him as Saul Goodman with a lightsaber. <laughs> in a weird kind of way. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Better call Valen. <laughs> Better call Valen, exactly. So I'm thinking, all right, he knows enough. And I kind of figure, okay, I need this event to get them off planet. I'll just say Valen mind trick someone hey go blow up this mine why it's dangerous and that was kind of the impetus to get things kind of off plant there because you want to dynamite shaft three <laughs> i want to dynamite shaft three very good move along Just move along because um, i will admit halfway through 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 this adventure i'm looking at the clock thinking okay how the hell am i gonna get another half hour out of this shit um well that's actually what i was starting to think too um and that was part of why I spaced the guys was I'm like, we're running out of time. We're really mm-hmm. hitting the clock here. Yep. And I need I need something dark to happen to my character anyway to get me out of play. So yes, there you fuck go. it. I spaced them. You ran with it. So I have a way to introduce my character, depending on how we kind of do things here. Um, I'm actually... We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. I'm probably going to play more of a bounty hunter. Basically... Uh, there's a there's a cool looking starter character in the Star Wars main book for the West End game second edition. I'm mm-hmm. going to take that idea and kind of build off of it because I do have the Bounty Hunters book for Star Wars, nice. so I have access to a lot more toys than a lot of other people do. Okay, um, so I'm really looking forward to actually playing this character. Hopefully, Derek, you'll run two or three games uh, like uh, this. Yeah, yeah. I I actually have some thoughts in mind. Um, 
the game I'm thinking of is actually very inspired by uh, stuff like Rebels and the overall narrative of Han Solo. Okay, good. Um, so it's definitely going to be um, a lot less of either the military stuff that we had in the first game um, or just kind of that desperate run that we had in the second. Uh, and it'll be more probably looking at your characters maybe a year from now. Um and offering some opportunities for you to expand on the adventures that you've had in the past. So I'll, I'll, I'll write some notes down. I'll send them out to you guys. Oh, yeah. So that'll be fun. So I'm really looking forward to doing that uh, for next time. So I guess since we just got a couple minutes here as we got to close out the show with our debrief, um, talking about some of the sh- some of the games we're going to be taking a look on later on this year. Oh. Um, one of the games, this is so very new, um, we're talking about doing some stuff at Con Bravo this year where we might just set up in the RPG area and just run. One of us will run a game like, here, here's a four-hour session, come out and play. And then we'll just, so everybody has a chance to play with us, more or less. Will these be recorded? Probably not, but there's a possibility. Yeah, Who, you never know. Um, the Edmonton crew, we've got a couple games already planned out for this year. Um, obviously, there's the Nightbane game that we talked about. Um, there's a game that we're in the last days of the Kickstarter. It'll be done by the time this airs uh, called Pugmire, which is like Lord of the Rings meets Planet of the Apes, except with dogs instead of apes. Um... And it's a friend of mine is actually the guy who wrote it. And I got uh, an early release backer copy of it, um, of like their first draft from Kickstarter. And it, I've got a physical copy on the way. And we're going to run that. Uh, and that game is al- has already been named. It's called For Glory and Sausages. <laughs> uh, or it might be For Sausages and Glory, whatever I wrote. Um, we're going to be doing a Suicide Squad game using the Mayfair uh, DC Heroes 3rd Edition system. Uh, from the early 90s, uh, which will coincide with the release of the Suicide Squad movie this summer. And we're talking about doing another Mass Effect game, except this is called Mass Effect. The uh, was it the four partners of Blasto? (laughs) Oh my God. And will actually be taking place within the Blasto cinematic universe (sighs) inside the Mass Effect universe. So it's going to be like RPG section. It's going to be like Mass Effect meets lethal weapon. Okay. Um, uh, meets last action hero, and the premise of the game is that each of the PCs is being hired um, to be the new partner of Blasto. Except when they meet up, they find out that they've all been hired to be Blasto's new partner. Uh, except Blasto's nowhere to be seen. And we've actually talked to Mark Mir, and he's agreed he's going to record some lines for Blasto. That's going to be awesome. Freaking amazing. Uh, yeah, we we. Shane and I kind of ambushed him after an improv show, and uh, I had a chat with him, and he, yeah. he's in for it. You it's, need to get him to play a Vorcha um, stripper. Just for well, fun. no, he, he he can't. Unfortunately, he's not probably not going to be able to play most of the game. Um, he has very like schedule constraints. Well, yeah, he's that guy's dude. so yeah. ridiculously busy. He's a dude. Yeah, um, but. He's going to record some Blasto lines for us, and we're going to be using a Hong Kong Action Theater for that, which is a tri-stat game by Guardians of Order that lets you not just build the character you're playing, but the actor who's playing them in the movie. Um, so I think someone's already called dibs on like a Vorcha rap. No, it was an Elcor rap star. Dropping uh, so, so, <laughs> so the Elcor playing this character is a rap star, and the character they're playing, I think, was they described it as like 
um, the Elcor Ice Tea or something like that from SVU. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I know. I love these guys. Uh, one of the ideas um, I'm toying with, I'm still trying to de- 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 develop how it's going to happen, and I may run this at Com Bravo as an experiment. One of the universes I really like, because it is so defined and yet not, a lot of the apocrypha, a lot of the stuff before the events happen and the stuff that we know, um, is the Hunger Games. I'm thinking about developing an RPG in that, because we only really know what happens with Katniss's story in the end of the Hunger Games as she defeats the capital, more or less. But there were 75 Hunger Games prior to this one. And wow. each Hunger Games has a different set of rules as developed by the Game Master. So, considering it's like the Hunger Games with Battle Royale, but with Star Trek technology, because some of those, some of the oh, arenas are holograms. Oh, oh, oh. Here, here's a laser gun. You can have that. You're sponsored now. District 12, here is like an axe or like a machete yep. or something. I can do that. So I'm trying to develop how I would do this, or would I do it like Battle Royale? Here, guys, each of you get four characters. We'll see who lives. Sort of thing. But I want to develop more of a narrative than just turning it into four hours worth of combat. So Yeah. Well, I mean, you could also handle things like the training and um, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and, and have, like, the last hour to be the games themselves. Yeah, yeah, I never even thought about that. So there's a lot of well, different ideas that I want to throw around mm, for this. Yeah, I, I mean, just it's it's important to keep in mind that the Hunger Game, the story of the Hunger Games, isn't just the Hunger Games themselves, but it's the the whole story of the how that how it affects the people involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because everyone has some people volunteer, other people like they're dragged and kicking and screaming. Other people know they're going to die because they have no applicable skills. Awesome. I can't wait until we start talking about this. Yeah, I, uh, I am down for this. Oh, man, I, I am so down. So I'm hoping I can do this. I'm going to have to go listen to the Hunger Games audiobooks. I'll go rewatch the movies, and hopefully I can figure out something. And if it goes well, come bravo. Maybe we'll run this as, as a regular game during the year, because I have all these RPGs I want to play. In fact, I kind of, depending on how our Halloween goes this year, I wouldn't mind doing the new Call of Cthulhu because that's finally getting done from the printers. It's on the boats from Hong Kong right now after three years. So we should probably see that in the next month or two. So if I can learn that system front to back, I love Lovecraft. I've been living and breathing that since high school. Maybe I can... I've always wanted to create another game where I scare the shit out of people because I've made Connell and I've made Erica cry. I want someone to feel fear. I remember one time I was hanging with a friend of mine named Liam, and we were both telling each other scary stories. We were probably in grade 11 or 12 at the time, so quite old at this point. I managed to have that kid terrified sitting up at night, and this guy's a big military dude. Dude. I want to scare the shit out of you. I want you to feel that unnatural terror creeping up the back of your spine. Damn, bro. <laughs> and that's what I want to bring. Like, see, the thing is, I've always described myself as that emotional vampire. I want that response from you guys. And I felt it in this game as yep. the water was coming in that room and you got out yep. of the room and they, they were trapped. It was like, oh, fuck, now what? Yeah. <laughs> I felt that tension and pressure. It. And that's what I want to bring to these games. Hell, even playing Mass Effect, we felt that too when. Um, 
Ca- when Captain Kirihi was on the bridge giving that big war Oh speech. my god, yes. Yeah. So that's what I want to bring to these games, because I think that's something RPGs can really bring out. I, I think personally, and I don't want to toot my own horn when I say this, but an effective storyteller digs down, brings out emotions that are in the story, makes you feel them as if you were the characters, because you guys really are, and that's what I want to do with this show, is have everybody who's listening experience those with you. I want everyone to feel that tension. So now I've had to, I've, I've made you feel desperation, I've made you feel sadness. Now I want you to feel fear. Oh my god! And I think I just awesome. got a little tingle go up my back. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He, this summer, Mike Dodd will teach us the meaning of fear. <laughs> oh, it'll be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. So hopefully, if you I know guys what you did last episode, like I want you guys to get involved <laughs> with us on Twitter. So at Dice Wars, our Facebook page, uh, Terrible Warriors. Uh, feedback at terriblewarriors.com. We read all correspondence with us. And we definitely want you guys to get involved with us because that's we do the show to entertain you guys because we love telling stories, hanging out with, with our friends. Frankly, this is the most fun I get to have all month is when I hang out with these guys or the Toronto people just on Skype playing games. Even if we don't get a chance to hang out afterwards, I get to spend time entertaining you guys, and that's such a big thing for me. Aww. I know, yeah. right? Warm and fuzzy and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got back going that way. Oh my god, Bobcat, stop it. <laughs> I'm a game bastard. Um, <laughs> roll the dice. Anyway, um, so any closing thoughts on Cry of Fate? That was a lot of fun. I'm excited for the next one. All right there, guys. So for Terrible Warriors, we have been... I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse. I'm Tiffany Fonsello-Compton from TheNerdHerds.com. I'm Tom, he's an evil genius white, and watch me on we review games. I'm Mike Woo! Birdman Dodd from thisweekingeek.net saying, may the force be with you. See you guys next time around the galaxy. Be seeing you. Terrible Warriors is a production of the Terrible Warriors. Well, that's us. And starting this April, we're going to be releasing on Thursdays as well. Yes, all those games that Derek the Bard was talking about will be available on Thursdays. They're going to be doing a long-form and a short-form game as well out there in the wastelands of Edmonton, which means you, dear listener, will get to listen to four active campaigns at a time. But terrible warriors, you might say. How will I ever keep track of them all? Have no fear, my dearest of listener, for we have created playlists of every campaign available forever for free at TerribleWarriors.com. They're kept up to date with each release, and because we use SoundCloud, you should be able to use your exceptional computer and or smartphone or device of choice to choose how and how often you digest all of our delicious campaigns. A veritable buffet of tabletop delights. Next week, we return to Monday Night War, our wrestling RPG, and the debut of Nightbane, our first game from the Edmonton chapter of Terrible Warriors, now called only by me, the ECTW. And Embers of the Jedi will return, with Game Master Derek the Bard, as he takes our Jedi into the depths of the Empire, where they will meet a most unlikeliest of ally. Can you guess who? Send us your thoughts on Twitter to Dice Warriors, and you can always email us at feedback at terriblewarriors.com. And one more thing. Thanks for listening to the Terrible Warriors. <laughs>